Thanks for joining us for another great message from Futures Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to futures.church. And now for our message. Today we are just going to tell uh, a number of testimonies and stories just to lift your faith. And isn't it good hearing of victory that people's walk through? Amen. Because we're all walking through different stuff. Some seasons it's huge, some seasons it's inconvenient, some seasons it's frustrating. But we can trust God's good and He's turned over His good. Yes. Grab your seats. So good to see you. If you've never met before, my name's Josh. And uh, if you're visiting with us today, uh, in a moment, uh, Chance is gonna come up and she's my wife. She's gonna, we've got a gift for you. And uh, there's, I mean, next week's gift giving service, the best service of the year next week. It's beautiful. And um, we're going to talk about that in a moment and uh, talk about tonight. We've got Sanger coming over, a great friend of our church. Some of our teenagers going to their saints program. So good. We haven't seen you in a few weeks. Um, four weeks actually, Shans and I were visiting our church over in the USA in Atlanta and uh, they're going just awesome. God's doing some great things. And, uh, and then we've been at our South Church, just opened a brand new building down in the South, which is pretty cool. And uh, last week, we weren't doing anything spiritual. We went to Margaret River for our anniversary and went to see Coldplay. So, uh, but we're back today and it is good to see you. Um, last Saturday, Shans and I had our 17th wedding anniversary. And uh, this is what we looked like back then, 17 years ago. How cute is Shans? She's still cute, she's still cute. That's me in the middle and uh, I've got better with age. Yeah, imagine what it's, actually the truth is, you know it's me on the right. I used to look, until about a couple years ago, people used to say to me all the time, you look super young. And I don't know if this ever happened to any of you, but it's like suddenly age catches up with you. The beard went completely grey and now no one says that anymore. So there you go. 42 is 42. But you know, I've told this a bit before. Chance, Chance was interested in me first. And she saw a good thing. And, uh, you know, I was a boy that had no clue. And she persisted to flirt and uh, make eyes and, and most nights pray to the Lord that He'd be kind to her and make me notice her. But never worked out because I was an idiot. And uh, Shans had this great friend. It was her best friend. It was a good friend to us, best friend to Shans. Her name was Renee. And uh, Renee was a wingman. And... Uh, wing woman, and Renee would just say these little hints all the time. These little like, Josh, have you noticed Chance? Josh, how cool Chance. Hey Josh, Chance is looking good today. I'm like, yeah, yeah, she is. She's like, we're watching a movie, come over. Shall we play basketball all life? Uh, uh, she said, Chance is playing a basketball game. Come watch her play basketball. And I, and I had no clue. And then eventually one night, Renee pulled me aside because we were at a gig and went to play some pool afterwards and my friend was there and my friend really started to pay attention to Shana because he realised this damsel in distress was never going to get a Prince Charming because he was absolutely clueless. And Renee pulled me aside and said, Josh, what are you thinking? Do you not even see who's right in front of you? So I went home that night 23-year-old boy, laying in bed, looking at my Michael Jordan poster, warm glass of milk that mum prepared for me, 
in my Space Jam PJs. And I went, it's time to become a man. It's time to grow up. It's time to make a move. So the next day I went to work and I did the thing that any man would do in my situation. I sent Shana an email. <laughs> hey Shana, Josh here from last night wearing a suit. Because I'm a man now. Hope you're well. Good gig, hey. <laughs> so I was thinking, if you would, and if you're interested, I don't know if you are, because again, clueless. I'm wondering if you want to go to dinner and see a movie. If not, oh well, but if you would, great. Kind regards, sincerely, Josh. <laughs> Clips or export coordinator. She emailed back very quickly, very quickly, my friends. <laughs> Suddenly life was on. And it's the perfect Disney love story. Who loves a good love story? Who endures a love story because you love the person that you're with? Aren't they the best? It's a pretty cool love story in the Bible. It's between a man called Ruth. Oh no, a woman. <laughs> she was a manly woman. <laughs> no, a woman called Ruth and a man called Boaz. They didn't get together straight away. As sometimes life happens, it takes some twists and turns. And Ruth actually fell in love, married a guy and uh, gained a great sister-in-law, another great brother-in-law and a great mother-in-law named Naomi. And uh, Naomi's husband had passed away a few years before. And they were together, uh, uh, Ruth and her husband, the family for about 10 years. And, uh, and then tragically, uh, Naomi's two sons, including Ruth's husband were killed. They're foreigners in the land they live in. They, they don't own anything, they don't have anything. As women in those days, they had no rights. They had no protection, they had no provision. They had nowhere to be, nowhere to go. And, uh, and they knew if they just stayed that way, they would not survive. They were broken, they were lost, they were uh, desolate, they, they, they needed help. And in fact, at that point, uh, Naomi said, change my name to Mara, which means bitter. Because sometimes the cup you drink just seems to go from sweet to bitter, right? That's life, it's real. Then she has an idea and she says, girls, hey, um, I, I think we just all go to our hometowns in the hope that there is some family and some friends that are kind enough to care for us, to look after us, to take care of our needs. And, and one of the daughter-in-law says, you're right, I'm going home. And she kisses Ruth, she kisses Naomi and she goes home. But not Ruth. Ruth's Hears that and says, but no, you're my family. And in Ruth chapter one, it says this in the, in the Bible, it says, but Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back to you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. So they return to a, to a town, you might've heard of, it's called Bethlehem. And it's there when they get to Bethlehem and, and they're with Naomi's friends and Naomi's family. Uh, of course, they now don't have husbands. They don't have a home. They, they need something to eat. They need something, they need some hope. So probably at Naomi's leading, who's a little bit older, we get to Ruth chapter two and it says in verse two, and Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go into the fields and pick some leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. 
Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out into the field and began to glean behind the harvesters. And as it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then frozen, just then frozen. I felt like I'm telling the story of frozen. I don't know where that came from. But right then, Boaz, I get distracted, arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz answered the overseer of the harvest, of the harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean. Everyone say glean. Let me glean and gather amongst the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a little rest of the shelter. So Boaz says to Ruth, their first connection, my daughter, Listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I've told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars that the men have filled. He's like, you just came to glean. No worries. These girls, they all work for me. They know exactly where to go. Follow them and they'll make sure they help you and they get you the best bits. And if you get thirsty, don't worry, our cups are full, come and drink. And then at night, Boaz calls her over and it says, they got some bread and they dipped it in the oil. It's like the first little date. And then they, they shared dinner together. And then Boaz looked at all the guys around him and said, in fact, guys, we're gonna make sure this girl gets everything that she needs. You know what? Better still, let's make sure we make it easy for her. He was specific, make it easy that she gets whatever she needs. So Ruth goes home and she goes to her mother-in-law, Naomi, and says, you wouldn't believe it, I met a man called Boaz. And Naomi's like, really? He's part of my family. Possibly Naomi's just working it all behind the scenes here. She's like, he's a good man. So we get to Ruth chapter three, and it's like, you read the hints start flowing. Naomi's talking about Boaz. He's a good man. A little bit spunky, isn't he? Owns a harvest field. Wanna come watch him play basketball? She's putting the hints out there about how, to Naomi, about how Boaz can change her life. And then after a while in Ruth 3, you get the impression she kind of pulls Ruth over and says, Ruth, what are you thinking? Do you not see him? Do you not notice Him? He is the one that you've been looking for. He is the one. Let Him redeem you. Let Him save you. Let Him provide for you. Let Him protect you. So Ruth gets her boldness up and it says she dressed herself. And in Ruth chapter three, verse seven to nine, when Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet and lay down. I just wanna say, this is probably not the first, this is not the best way to propose to someone. But anyway, just wanna say, that's how they did it. So she uncovered his feet and lay down. And in the middle of the night, something startled the man and he turned and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? He asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. Now for maybe a clueless guy right now, that's a big hint, she's interested. And by Ruth chapter four, we see Boaz the Redeemer 
marries her, brings healing, restoration, redemption, protection and provision. A little while later, we, we actually see that Ruth falls pregnant and she has a baby called Jesse. Jesse, right there in Bethlehem, will eventually become the father of a young lad that had to kill some giants, a boy called David. And David, we know, would be the ancestor of Jesus Himself. Now, while this is a lovely story, it's actually more than a love story between two people. It's there in the Bible to show you a picture of God's love for all of mankind. It's actually something for you as the church and me that we all need to hear. Let me explain it to you today. You may be familiar, but you may not. So let me help you. Ruth and Naomi are actually a picture of the church. At some point, life might be okay. But for every single one of us, we know what it is to drink a cup that turns bitter. We know what it is because of life, because of others, because of ourselves. We fall short, we make mistakes. There's hurt, there's pain, there's rejection, there's sickness, there's lack, there's loss, there's, there's shame, there's whatever it is. And even if it's not those things, you can have it all turning out together for good, yet somehow on the inside, you know there's something missing. You know there has to be more. And instead of going bitter, there is hope. It's not that we would go back to our own ways and our own past, but instead we would recognise that we need redeeming, we need restoring, we need protection, we need provision, we need healing so that we don't get bitter alone and empty. So Naomi, who just has a little more life, says to Ruth, hey, I know some people. I know a place where I, I just know if I take you there, they will accept you, they will love you, and it will be a safe place for you to come and just glean a little. Don't, don't, don't do anything, just, just come and just glean a little. Futures Church, I wanna say, this church should be a place when people bring in someone that is maybe a little lost or a little hurting or a little hurt or a little broken or, or maybe life's been great but they found there's an emptiness and something more they're looking for that they can walk in the walls of this place or they can walk into your small group or they can walk into our youth ministry or they can walk in here and just have a coffee and they can be loved, they can be accepted and this can be a safe place for them and their family. That they don't have to sign up to a church. Maybe they just come and glean a little. Maybe they just come and ask a question or don't ask a question, it's up to them. Maybe they sit in the front, maybe they sit in the middle, maybe they sit in the back, it's okay. Maybe they clap their hands or lift their hands or maybe they don't lift their hands. Maybe they talk to someone, maybe they don't talk to someone. Maybe their kids go into the kids program. Maybe their kids stay in church. Whatever it is, this should be the place where anyone can come in and when you bring your loved ones and you bring someone you work with or someone you do school with or someone you do sport or life with and you bring them in here, this is the safe place where they can eat, they can drink, they can sit, they can be refreshed, and they can just glean. Amen? And why? Because of Boaz. Because in this story, it's not actually a story of Boaz. Boaz is a picture or a type of Jesus. All the way through the Bible, we see in the Old Testament these types of Jesus. What does that mean? Uh, let me explain it this way. 
Recently, I, I went to have lunch with someone I'd never met before. Someone not from church, not friends, just never met before. I didn't know who he was. So I Insta-stalked him. And I'd work out, who's this guy? So I jumped on his Instagram. I saw what he looked like. I saw what he was into. So before we went and had this lunch, I'd met him before I met him. This is what the Bible does. It shows us through the Old Testament, these pictures and stories that give us an understanding of what Jesus would be like before we had the opportunity to even meet Jesus. And this is who Boaz is. Boaz is a man from Bethlehem. Just like we will sing songs in a little bit at Christmas that Jesus who was born in Bethlehem, Jesus who came into this world for this purpose, to save us from our sin. That wherever that means wherever we fall short, wherever we get it wrong, wherever there's shame and hurt, wherever there's rejection and pain, wherever there's disappointment and loss, that He would come and not look at who you're not. He would see who you were. He would see who you were created to be. He would see the goodness and the grace and the potential on the inside of you. And He would make way for you. He would restore you. He can redeem you. He can forgive you. He can love you. He has grace for you. He can heal you. He can make a way for you. This is actually the story of the entire Bible. It's that every single person has the opportunity for redemption and restoration through Jesus Christ. Amen. So Ruth chapter one, quickly, we get to a point where we see, we see our desperate need for redemption and restoration. It's not just their story, it's mine too. Ruth chapter two, we, we, we meet Boaz. What does his name mean? In him is strength and ability. What it means is he has the strength and he is willing and able to restore and redeem you. This is who Boaz is. He's a picture of Jesus. He is the Lord of the harvest. He is from Bethlehem. He is compassionate and he is willing and able and strong enough to save anyone that asks. See, like many people that walk into a moment like many of us have, they come either into a coffee or a church or a youth program or a small group or a moment of life where they come and they think, maybe they've got something I need. This is what Ruth does with Boaz. She goes, he's got something. She wants something that he has. But eventually she realises it's not what he has. I actually want him. And, and is that this is the picture of the church that people would come in maybe just looking for uh, they like the music or they like the talks uh, they they like the coffee the food the the people whatever it is, but they would come in here thinking I just want something that they've got, but I hope as you would realise it's not what we've got it's who we've got and his name is Jesus. <laughs> so we get to Ruth chapter three. And she dresses as a bride. It's a picture of the church. And she goes and lays herself at his feet, which is a picture of she wants to make him Lord. Something that we all get an opportunity to do is to be part of his family and allow him to be Lord. And she says, just cover me with the corner of your blanket. That means, in, and when you look there in the Hebrew, the corner of the blanket is the word for wings. It's actually the story of the woman with the issue of blood where she touched the corner of his robes. Do you know what that word is? Wings. 
Actually, in Psalm, it talks about what He does for us. In Psalm 91 verse 4, it says, He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. In, in the same way that He covers her, accepts her and makes her part of family. And in the same way where the woman through the crowd that was pushing him back, like what Adam said, she pushes through every rejection and pain and just says, if I can just touch His wings, the edge of the garment. Maybe you're here today and maybe there's people in your world that don't have it all together and don't have the answers and that's not the point. If they can just push through and if we can just love them through all their pain and rejection and loss and lack and confusion and emptiness and maybe they can just touch the hem of His garment, just come into a place where they would realise it's not just another job or another title or another opportunity or another chance or another person, but it's Jesus that I need. They too can find redemption. Amen. And in that same way, Jesus redeems you and me to cover you, to heal you. But here's what I want to say to you today. Ruth only makes it there if there's a Naomi that points are there. I'm so grateful forever for Renee because Renee pointed me to the best person I've ever met. Ruth found Boaz because there was a Naomi that said, let me take you to a safe place where you can just glean, go at your own pace, but he's the one you've been looking for. Your schools, your sporting clubs, your universities, your, your, your neighbourhoods where you are, they are filled with people that need you to be Naomi and you to say, I know a place and I've got some people and I've got some friends that will love you however you are and will see you wherever you are and will make room for you to come in and be who you are to just glean a little and drink a little coffee and ask a few questions or not ask some questions or not hey, drink some coffee or sit in the front or sit in the back or lift your hand or not lift your hand or do whatever you can. But eventually you'll find it's not just this place you need. It's the person that's the Lord of this place. It's the person that loves you and loves us, that can restore you and seize you, that heals you and makes way for you today. So maybe there's two groups of people here today. Maybe you're here today and you're a little bit like Ruth, we've all been there. Where you're lost and you're looking and you're empty and you're hoping. Well, Sheena said this beautiful scripture. She talked about her story. Psalm 63, verse three. She said, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. His love is better than life. His love is better than anything else you could have. Today there's this chance that you can pray a prayer and invite Him in. I wanna lead you in that prayer in a moment. But first, I'm gonna invite some of my friends up because for the rest of us today that have made that decision, we have a responsibility to be like Naomi. And we've been teaching for the last three weeks on being grabbing the corner of someone's blanket and being light and life and passing the invitation. But I just wanna show you today and tell you some stories today of people that were willing to invite people into this place or just the youth ministry or just the kids ministry or just a conversation so they could meet Jesus. That we as a church would be kind enough to maybe eat with them, to give them our best to welcome them, to know that we are broken too. 
but as we have been redeemed and restored and are on the journey, making room for others so they could find Jesus too. Here's some stories about some Naomi's and Ruth's in this church. Come from. Yeah, so let me tell you about a beautiful lady who is a Ruth in our church, but her name is Avril. I believe she's here this morning with her friend. I love Avril. She has been in our church for eight months and just seeing what God has done in her life. In January this year, she lost her father and he, she had been her She'd been the carer for her dad, so she lost somebody close to her, but also lost her income as well. And she was at home crying out to God. She'd been to church, in fact, sung in the choir years ago, but not been into church for a while. I guess being a carer takes a lot of time. And she felt God say, you need to go back to church, Avril. And he specifically said, you need to go to Futures Church. And you have some gifts. She's a fantastic singer. You have some gifts, and I want you to take them take them to church and use them. So I met her on Easter Sunday in the foyer when we were all rushing down to the river for our church picnic. And I just love that some of our connection team were the Naomi's. They came around and they encouraged her. We were about to start Alpha. And again, our Naomi's and part of our Alpha team, she came, she heard about Jesus, she pushed in. A few weeks later, it was Pentecost Sunday. She was standing just over there and I prayed for her. And she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, and she on. was just so encouraged not only of the love of God she felt in this place, but just the love of people. And she says now she's never experienced so much peace. There you are, Evelyn. Sorry, I shouldn't point to you. But I know she's got her friend Jody here, who's in our church for the first time today. Her friend Jody lives interstate and is a Christian. And I can guarantee Jody's been praying for Avril. And Avril's family have also just noticed a difference in her as she's coming. And I believe your whole family is going to come here, Avril. She's joined our serving team. She comes to Creative Nights. She sings at our senior service. She goes to our Salisbury campus and sings. She now helps at every Alpha as hospitality because she just loves seeing people through Alpha just experience God. And she's just joined a connect group. Amazing. Alpha. Come on, how cool. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. This incredible young adult in the life of our church. Her name is Eliza, and she joined our church about two years ago. And uh, she came, she moved over from Italy and came here and felt to step into church and she thought, what was this wild thing of this people singing da, 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 da and praise and worship and people jumping and lifting their hands. And uh, she uh, just felt the presence of God. And since she knew religion, but never knew relationship with God. And through this church community and this family, got to experience the presence of God, have an encounter and build a relationship with God. And she's since, she's been water baptized. She's joined Connect Group. She's done Alpha. She's done Growth Track. She now serves in the life of the church. Um, but someone she was working alongside of who has the exact same name of her as her, Elisa, and uh, she started to sow seeds in conversation around what God's done and the impact of this church community has done to her as she's tried to settle here. And Elisa, her friend, is also moved from overseas and there's lots of things that could be reciprocated in their stories as they shared. And uh, one day her friend came to her and said, I'm gonna come to church with you. And so she came, she came to church she got saved, responded to Jesus, and now she also is connected in our South oh, Campus and serving because of what this church community has done to Elisa, she could pass it on to her friend and share the good news of what her's done and the story ripple effects around their workplace of what God's done and the, and the changes that have been happened in their life from knowing Jesus and being a part of our family and our community. Awesome, come on man. So great. So Sarah and Bob, part of our church, they're part of our seniors ministry, they live in a complex and they saw a mum who was pregnant with um, 
kids and they just kept being hospitable to her, showing her love and kindness, checking in on them, making sure they're okay and just invited them to church, kept inviting this family to church. And Tiki, the mum, finally came. And when she came, it was so, it was amazing. Sarah was like, Pastor Renee, you need to meet Tiki. Christy, Pastor Christy, you gotta meet Tiki. Joe, you gotta meet Tiki. You gotta meet Tiki. She was just like getting us around Tiki. And so then Tiki's like, joins her, her kids come to the kids program. And, and then I said to her, she has a beautiful daughter, Nashani. I'm like, you, you know, youth to go to youth, go to Saints. Olivia's getting around these, um, Nashani, the, the teenager. And Tiki just finds God in such a fresh way, gets so hungry for God and, and wants to get baptised. They both want to get baptised. And then Tiki is like, I want to learn the Word of God. Can I get around? Where can I go to get around the Word of God? And so Christy, Pastor Christy puts her in a connect group with Phil and Stefana. And eventually Tiki gets the courage and to get baptised. And so she comes and, and gets baptised, gives her life to Jesus. And Nashani wants to get baptised, but... He's too scared, doesn't want to get up on this stage. It's too big. Then a couple of months later, Shani just gets really touched by God, goes through her own little personal journey as a young person, comes in so bold, so brave. That's it, I'm getting baptised. I want to give my life to Jesus. She gets up here, no fear, no anxiety. She says, the Holy Spirit just took all my anxiety away. I'm ready to get baptised. I'm ready to live after Jesus. And so she now gets baptised. And now this family is just living a life fully for God. Awesome, come on. If you've been to any of our 5.30 services over the last few weeks, you'll notice that we have had the most magnificent food as we've celebrated different cultures. And um, Alicia in the cafe has just pulled together some great team. In fact, you're maybe here because you came to a food night and decided it tasted so good you'd keep coming to church. There's many stories. But this one I just love so much. And Alicia was so excited when we had our South American night. She was really short of people to help and she wanted the food to be authentic and taste just right. So her friend Yenny, who has uh, recently moved up interstate from this church. She said, don't worry, there's a South American uh, WhatsApp group. I'll put it out and invite them to just come and, you know, help with the food. So she got two or three responses, but one lady, Anna Marie, Anna Maria, who's not here today, she'll be here tonight probably serving. Only a few weeks ago, I stepped into our kitchen. By the way, she gave us her thumbs up for our food. It was very authentic, apparently. But she not only loved the food, she just loved the atmosphere in the kitchen. She loved the team. She's now joined the serving team and she's been coming to church. She's studying as well, so she can't get here every service. But I just love that from something that actually, like you said, she just came in and she's just been gleaning and come back to church and is loving it. Come on, cool. Amazing. There's a boy in our youth ministry who came along to youth for the first time in term two. His name's Ben. Yes. He's an absolute legend. He uh, knew of church, but never was walking with Jesus. And so he made a decision to follow Jesus. He came along to camp, encountered God like he's never has before, got filled with the Holy Spirit at camp, got water baptised post-camp and uh, is just on fire for God. And so his passion for him just flowed into him inviting his whole school and his classmates and friends and family to youth and to church. And uh, so much so I heard a story from our City Youth pastor of a friend that Ben invited that ended up at City Youth one Friday night. And I said, Ben, I said, I heard you had one of your friends go to City Youth. He looks at me and says, Seth, I don't know who that is. I've invited too many people. I can't keep track of who's coming, who hasn't come. <laughs> But he's seen four of these people connect in here, three which come regularly and two which have been saved because of what God's done in his life. Now he's inviting everyone and seeing God change them and impact their life. So I wanna talk about a family. There's a little girl named Stevie. She's in grade one. She has a big brother, Brayden. I know they're sitting over there and we're just chatting yesterday about their story. So 
the kids want to come to church. They're like, Mom, we want to go to church. 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 Mom's like, we're going to church. Fine, we'll go to church. You know, this family gets touched by God. Um, young Braden's an amazing young youth and he serves in our kids' team. His little sister, he brings her to church. She comes and she's always having sleepovers, inviting friends from school. You gotta come to my church. You gotta come to our kids' program. You gotta come to our church. She's brought so many people to church through having a sleepover, coming to the one-day conference. This is their family. The little girl was like six or seven. She's like, I need to be baptised. I want to be baptised. Has a full relationship with Jesus. Her big brother gets baptised. I can see her other big brother, Hamish, is here today as well. Kathy comes along. And then now her older brother, who's like much older, Daniel and Kiri, start to come. Their life was in a situation where they just had to give it to God. And then they found God through the connection from a little seven-year-old. And now God is working in their life. They get baptised. Their whole family is getting transformed because of a young child who wants to come to church and says, Mum, we're going to church. And so that's just God and the power of the Holy Spirit through anyone who's willing, even a child. Come on, how good is God? Awesome. God loves you. Every single one of us with a different story, different background. But there's one thing we can have in common. He loves you. And today, every single one of us are invited and welcome into the love and grace and family of God. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to lead our life in a way that finds answers and finds the peace and finds the joy we're looking for, but we come up short. But God knew that you needed rescuing, that you needed saving, that you needed His love. So He sent His Son, Jesus, to come and pay the price for our mistakes. He lived a perfect life, but knowing we couldn't, He said, I will take their place. So He died and rose again so that His death could pay the penalty for my mistakes and my past, and His life could make a way so that I could have life. I believe that when you believe in what Jesus did, and when you invite Him to be Lord of your life, you can experience forgiveness, peace, hope, joy, purpose and life like you've never known before. It's not about what we've done or who we're not. It's about that we have a God who's good, who can turn things for good and loves you. He's a father, he's a friend, and you can invite him into your life today by simply saying this prayer after me. I'm gonna say this prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're watching around the world, pray this prayer with me. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away. You know what, maybe he's getting your attention today to say, come back into relationship with me. Maybe you've known religion, but never a real genuine relationship with God. Why don't you say this prayer too? And I believe this can be the beginning of a great new day. Let's pray. Dear God, Thank you for loving me and giving your life for me. I pray you forgive me for my past and you walk with me into my tomorrow. Let me know your grace, your forgiveness, your peace, your purpose, your joy and your hope into my life. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. Be Lord of who I am 
in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace and the love of God comes into your life. You know what? The past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace and the Word of God go with you from this day forward. And I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer or you want to know more, maybe you're on the journey. Why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus. We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you. And we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.